Welcome back to Brazil Crypto Report. For this episode, I'm joined by Tyna Hayes, who's a coder, entrepreneur, and crypto veteran. We discuss how Tyna learned how to code when she was just 12 years old, how she started her first company when she was 16, and her current projects around microcredit, social inclusion, and the environment. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast coming to you live from the Blockchain Rio Festival. Uh, we're on day two of the event here. It's really awesome. We're cruising along here with a few more episodes. Today, we're joined by Tyna Hayes, who is, I've known Tyna for probably like five, six years now. Um, been trying to get her on the podcast for a long time, but we finally made it happen here. So uh, really great to have you on the show, Tyna. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm very, very happy. Now that we got to be together, it has been like a couple of years that we know each other and finally we made it. Yeah, yeah. Very Our happy. paths have crossed a bunch of times here, but we're, we're finally make, making a recording here and uh, having official conversation. So, awesome. um, so maybe to get started, why don't you just give us a bit of background on yourself? You've been involved in like all sorts of kind of really interesting kind of social impact focused entrepreneurial uh, initiatives kind of at the intersection of fintech and blockchain and yeah. Brazil specifically. Uh, over the years, but why don't you just kind of give like, you know, what's sort of the, the Reader's Digest version of your, your story here? Uh, absolutely. I'm self-taught in many programming languages, so I code since I'm 12 years old. Oh, wow. I opened my first company when I was 16, and I got into blockchain five years ago. I created a cryptocurrency for microcredit and microfinance. Uh, I did an ICO, was one of the beginning of the ICOs, and the first one in Brazil. And then I developed a fintech, and then I got into the financial industry and the fintech uh, business. And today I'm like doing carbon credits and like the intersection between nature, technology, and finance. Very cool. Very cool. So, so very, it was a very abbreviated answer, but there's like a yeah, lot that there's yeah, a lot that was summarized that like there. Very yeah. A lot into my life. So maybe maybe we can kind of like. You know, start with what you're doing right now, and then we, because uh, you 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 have the this inclusiva uh, yes. company, or I'm not sure if it's a company or like a nonprofit or what exactly it is, but like mm -hmm. maybe talk a bit about what you're doing with this inclusiva initiative, and yeah. then we can kind of like work backwards a little bit to, um, you know, some of some of what you learned in in like the 2017 years, uh, doing your. I think that was when we first met. You were you were you were doing that the the Moeda Seeds uh, mm -hmm. project. Uh, but maybe talk a bit about what you're doing, what you're working on right now. I've seen you around at a lot of events here in Brazil yeah. and uh, kind of involved Absolutely. in a lot of the, you know, really um, kind of on the social impact front with a lot of these different, uh, some of the entrepreneurs and things. So we'd love to just hear about what you're, what you're working on right now. Absolutely. Inclusiva, we do blockchain for education. So we have developed a couple of uh, initiatives and uh, e-learning uh, software and then we have uh, NFT certificates that we give up uh, to the students both in the public school and private school and we have developed AI for the health, mental health care so our algorithm can uh, recognize if the person has like depression or ideal suicidal ideas and like scrapping the social media and this for me was like the beginning of like working with AI for good. Mm. So we developed that. And I'm an ambassador for the Inclusiva project. We have a token uh, for education too that incentivizes uh, students to learn and educate uh, them. And I have a, another initiative that is a carbon credit exchange, just call it Oxygen. So I'm like 
doing like a couple of things <laughs> at the same time but all correlated with uh, technology. So we use um, the Carbon Credit Exchange uh, blockchain and AI to track the projects that we issue. And we do still do microfinancing for farmers in the other initiative that I have uh, for Moeda. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. So you've got kind of three things that you're working on essentially yes. simultaneously, like all in concert. So mm -hmm. maybe let's dive into the, the carbon credit angle, or the because um, this, this is an area that I find I find pretty interesting. It seems like there's a there's a pretty big addressable market for this stuff. There's there's definitely like a demand for these types of things, mm -hmm. um, but it seems like there's I feel like whenever I think whenever I talk to people about this, I'm I'm just always a little confused about how it like actually works or how mm -hmm. it would actually like I understand like maybe how this little you know system that they've built might work, but like how does this work to get people to actually use it and get to get these credits to be, you know, sort of standardized to some extent so that you get, you know, a larger, uh, larger mass of people or of, of companies that are using these things. Um, but would love to just kind of dive into um, specifically okay. what you're what you're building here and like who's using it, like how does it work? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a very fragmented market and it's very complex. And that's why we are taking technology to simplify it because like every time that I, and that happened at the WEF, uh, when I went there was like a, the formulary to subscribe to the WEF was like, oh, you should offset your carbon credit. But people sign up to it, but no one actually does it. And most of the people when I ask at the audience, like, uh, have you ever offset your carbon credits? And people say no. And most of the people, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and that can get into a situation that I, I thought to myself, I told myself, like, I want to simplify that process. Both like getting projects that we can rely on and we can trust. So I have partners that have done projects offline in Brazil in the traditional methods and getting verified and certified by international uh, cred uh, with like credibility into the market. So I took those projects and I tokenized them and I made a simple way for people to just go buy and offset the carbon credits both with carbon credits and with methane credits because mm. most of the people talk about carbon but they forget about the methane uh, as well the, and the methane is a greenhouse uh, gas that is like is uh, like 25 uh, 20 times more dangerous than the carbon so I've tokenized both the carbon and the methane uh, credits and I made it like a simple way for people to see the project and track the project, see along the way and have the accountability for the project and then purchase and offset uh, and retire the carbon credits as well. Interesting. So, so the intended users for this are more, it's less like maybe enterprises and it's more kind of Every, everyday people that want to, you know, yeah. you know, so when you go to these conference, if you go to a conference and you're like, who's actually offset their carbon credits, their personal, you know, their, pers their, their cost of carbon of actually traveling to the event, for example. Yes. And, you know, you kind of eliminate that problem of people that they want to do it, they just don't know how, like there's yes. an easy solution for them to actually do it. So it's really aimed at more of kind of your environmentally conscious consumer, essentially Absolutely. providing an easy solution there. And I mean, and, and I know, um, I'm not super familiar with the world of like of carbon credits, but I know that there's there's obviously there's a lot of people trying to do these things using tokenization and blockchain, and there's a lot of other kind of fragments where people are issuing these things without blockchain, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess can you kind of maybe just describe like 
how does like the fragmentation? What's like the landscape of fragmentation here? <laughs> like how many yeah. different types of carbon credits are like people issue? Because from what I understand, like a lot of these things are being issued, and like there's not really like there's not like a one to one sort of parity of these. Like there are certain carbon yeah. credits that are maybe like actually worth more than others, or they're they're representing certain you know a different level of carbon that others might be, and they're running on different systems, so they're not really interoperable. Um, but maybe kind of just describe like like what is like the landscape of like fragmentation can, right now can be a variety of projects from like renewable energy to forests so we focus on forests and but with additionality so we take in consideration biodiversity and uh, the social impact that the project causes too so sometimes you you are buying the the carbon credit but you don't know where it comes from and the additionality like if that is really helpful for a community or not so quilombolas indigenous communities so we take projects that are really like making an impact on the on the field and the blockchain helps to give transparency to that project to for people to understand what actually they are really buying so that's what we do uh, today and that's where technology helps the most because there is a lot of greenwashing there is a lot of people like just marketing some projects but when you go to see like oh it's really helping the environment and the community around it and then you see oh 90 percent of the credits are not like made up made up or, yes yeah that, so, yeah that seems like it seems like it'd be very difficult to verify like actually verifying these things this seems yes. like it, it does seem like not to be like overly critical of it but it just to seem like a system that's very easy to game yeah and because there's such a you know there's such a demand to like buy these things i yes. think among at least among certain segments of the population or enterprises mm -hmm. that they just kind of want these things to like like a company a publicly traded company that like it, for instance, in the SEC, the next year the SEC in the U.S. is requiring companies to put kind of their their carbon you know footprint or car, their carbon offsets like on their their they have to report this stuff right yeah and it's not necessarily like you know they're going to be fined if they don't you know report like they don't offset X amount of carbon but they at least have to it opens them up to more scrutiny right yes. so they're in they're in the interest of just showing like hey we bought like you know we offset one million tons of carbon this year yeah. by through carbon credits like they're you know I guess. I mean, if I was in their shoes, I'd, I'd probably be less interested in like the veracity of those carbon credits, and just more interested in just showing that, showing people like, hey, I did this, yeah. and if it, if all these carbon credits were actually fake, it's like, well, how was I supposed to know? Because like, like yeah. I'm like that's not my day job is like tracking these things and verifying these things. Like I yeah. just you know went with what the industry standard was and what. So, it seems like there's a lot of incentives among. To, to kind of game this system, I guess, and it, 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 there's a need. There's, there's a need for like a trusted layer that, that you know, a blockchain tokenized solution can provide here yes. to verify that, like, you know, there's there's parity between these. Like one carbon credit issued from player or from from X NGO is you know equivalent to one carbon credit issued from like the other NGO, for example. But yes. Anyway, it's my yeah. rant about carbon credits, I guess. Absolutely, but and more like layers of information that we can give to the public, the better for the trust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it just feels like a very sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's like overly washed with marketing at this point and not yeah. maybe not enough actual substance. So yeah. um, let's talk a bit about the, the microcredit platform that you had set up as well. I think this is when we first 
we first spoke a few years ago, but you were, you were just starting out. Yes. Um, and it was really interesting. From what I remember, it was a very interesting kind of microcredit platform, really trying to basically give credit to smaller farmers uh, okay. in Brazil, um, particularly just because there's a lot of access to credit issues. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe just talk a bit about about that, like how that's evolved, um, and maybe what were, what were like the biggest, what have been the biggest learning so far from that project? Absolutely, that in that's what I first started. Uh, my father helped to build one of the largest microcredit programs within Brazil, called Pronafi. So I took the learnings of my father and like put technology into that and developed the cryptocurrency to make that happen in a faster way, more affordable way. And I do see that the, the same challenges that we had like 10 years ago, especially women in the rural areas, it's hard for them to access uh, credit. And what I did was like putting the traditional ways of like financing and doing the microcredit with like the new economy, like how can Web3 intersect that and give transparency uh, to the credit that we are giving, plus like knowing how many jobs uh, that were made and how was the environment impacted too. So with the blockchain, we can know exactly for each dollar landed, uh, how much we impact we have the, as an impact of that. Very so, cool, very cool. And then, so is that, is that, are you still, is this still in operation? Are you still, you're still, you know, this is amongst many projects you're working on right now, but like, yes. what, what are some still. maybe, um, you know, just in case, like some success stories from the program, like, uh, is there any that stand out of people that have maybe been able to, you know, access credit in some way that maybe they couldn't before just by, by, yes. by this program? Absolutely. We have a couple of indigenous communities where we got there, we first like installed the internet and we, because we saw there was no, no infrastructure, there was many cases like in Brazil and that was very, very successful for us and like opening up uh, for them their first digital wallet mm -hmm. was very at the beginning challenging because they didn't know about like crypto or blockchain so it was like uh, experience of education into financial inclusion as well and like still today we support uh, the, the indigenous community both like with the internet with the infrastructure and with funds for their handcraft made uh, uh, products too so it's okay so for for us for me is like for my heart like I I love going to the into the indigenous communities and I love see uh, how that can like a technology that we make it here can impact uh, their lives. Okay, super interesting. Um, and then maybe let's to kind of wrap up here. I would love to just talk a bit about um, you know you're, you you've got this kind of unique like entrepreneurial sort of like I mean, we kind of talked about at the beginning. You're you know you learn how to code at twelve and you open your first company at sixteen. You're very you've got kind of this very like unique uh, kind of skill set I guess and and, and drive. Uh, and you've been, you know, operating in, in you know, the, like this the, kind of the bleeding edge of, of like technology and social impact for some time. But like, what is it that like really motivates you? Like, you seem the type of person who could be successful doing like, you know, a normal job, you know, mm -hmm. if you wanted to. Uh, but what is it that like really motivates you to keep uh, kind of like keep plodding along and keep building new things? I think it's the, the purpose of like doing something impactful with the technology that I make so every time that I 
cold or I do something, it's like gotta be with a purpose, gotta be about education, mental health, environment, gotta be something that leaves a legacy or something good for the world. Mm. Like I, that's what motivates me and like wake up every day and my dad has been a big inspiration as well for for me so he took me to the indigenous communities the Quilombolas. oh interesting so i grew up as a child with surrounded by products from the farmers so i saw the challenges and the pain points from early on and i was like oh if i grow up i want to do this bank thing that will support women and firsthand like we'll give credit to the women oh i want to build this bank in the for the new economy or i want to build this like carbon credit that will facilitate people to offset their carbon credits so i always see like oh there's a challenge okay i can solve this with technology or let's make it together and i found like the right partners and right mentors and that is a, a blessing oh that's super cool that's super cool very very inspiring and and maybe just to kind of to, to round up here to close off so you were recently selected among the, the World Economic Forum Tech Pioneers. Yes. Uh, and maybe talk a bit about what that is and um, like what is what like what is that now that you're part of the club, I guess. Like, what yes, does that mean? no, that is that was amazing. Like I didn't expect that it was a recognition is an award from the economic uh, World Economic Forum. Uh, especially about the work with the microfinance and the environment uh, now with the carbon credit exchange and methane exchange for me that was that is a big platform that I can like showcase to world leaders and like I, just being part of the club as you mentioned is is amazing I've been going to the World Economic Forum in an unofficial <laughs> way just like to hang out with the amazing people there is always there and I, now I get to be like officially part uh, of the WEF and this for me is a blessing in my life like I do see many opportunities and I can grow a lot uh, from that very cool very cool well, congratulations on that that's a pretty prestigious honor um, and then maybe just to final question that I've been posing to everybody lately is uh, you know we're in the you know, blockchain world it's we're kind of in a bear market right now it's not the greatest of times yeah. um, but what are you most excited about right now when you look around the market um, you know, what are you most excited about over, over, you know, for the next six, 12 months, or is there any particular themes that you're, you, you kind of see optimism where other people might be seeing pessimism? I'm, I'm very excited about artificial intelligence and how that can play into the technologies that I work, uh, the development on the finance side, like algorithms that I can make it easy for people to analyze a credit and give credit, mm. uh, to bring more transparency to carbon credit projects and to really analyze the projects and score the projects in a most like automated uh, way so artificial intelligence has like many implications that i i do see that like purchasing carbon credits should be like an everyday task and ai can like help to facilitate uh that very easily to include in people's lives like shouldn't be a, you shouldn't think about uh, doing something for the environment or doing like a social work that should be part of your everyday tasks uh, AI should 
advise you to invest in sustainable projects and that can be done like in an analytical way and like most like intelligent and smart way. That's how we can achieve a, a sustainable economy will be through like a good and smart technology that can help support us into our everyday tasks to be more sustainable. Amazing, amazing. Well, Tyna, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. It's been you know, it's really great to finally get you back on and really inspiring work that you're doing. So thank keep you. it up. Congratulations on all your success and, and continued success. Um, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to the Blockchain Rio thank Festival for, for hosting us. And uh, we'll be back with another great episode pretty soon. Thank you so much.